Hey everyone, you're listening to Can You Hear Us Now? Inclusivity in the Media, a podcast dedicated to amplifying the voices of those in marginalized communities who are frequently overlooked in the mainstream media. Each week we discuss new topics in order to promote representation of those who are recurrently silenced or ignored. Our program aims to bring awareness to these issues in order to stimulate inclusivity in the media. Let's get into it. Hi, my name is Mary Bowen Berenger and my classmates Samara Rahman and Rachel Ruth and I will be speaking with UNC Chapel Hill students Taylor Coffey and Marky McRae about how the LGBTQ plus community is portrayed in pop culture media. Taylor Coffey is a senior studying advertising, public relations, and interpersonal and organization communication with a minor in philosophy, politics, and economics. Taylor identifies as a 21-year-old bisexual woman, which has fueled her passion for studying the influence of pop culture on the LGBTQ plus community and much of her work with DE&I and the UNC Husband School of Journalism and Media. Marky is a senior in the Husband School of Journalism and Media, majoring in advertising and public relations and minoring in entrepreneurship. Marky is a lighthearted enthusiast with a collaborative and hopeful spirit. He previously took a media and pop culture course at UNC where he explored the experience of queer people with intersectional identities in online spaces. He has a passion for pursuing new opportunities and is excited to contribute his thoughts on pop culture and its impact on the LGBTQ plus community. Once again, thank you Marky and Taylor for joining us today and I'm just going to jump right into the questions. Do you think pop culture media contributes to stereotypes of the LGBTQ plus community? And if so, what are those stereotypes? Um, So absolutely. I definitely think that pop culture media does contribute to the stereotypes of the LGBTQ plus community, um, especially to those who aren't indulged in such a diverse community who may not interact with members of the community on like a day-to-day basis or have any sort of firsthand familiarity um so I think like what we see especially in pop culture nowadays are stereotypes on people within the community and then all of that is led by the representation that we kind of see in pop culture um for instance people that are lesbian are often seen as like predators or trying to go after straight women the same with gay men they're seen as like sex addicts, um, bisexuals as promiscuous or indecisive, trans people as confused, and all of these kind of stereotypes lead to places of instability. Um, So it makes the community as a whole seem different than what we actually are, different than um, how we act, and instead we're kind of perceived as people that are unstable or unsure of ourselves, um, which then leads to that perception in real life. And so people, whenever they see members of the LGBTQ plus community, that's all they have to refer to. And um, that's some people's only way of learning about the community in general. I I definitely agree with that too. And especially with like the stereotypes, I mean, I feel like that's what people, especially or just like straight people, they don't really know like what the queer community looks like because their whole just like idea of what a queer person is like is based off of stereotypes and or maybe they that's like all that they know and so it's just like super confusing Um, i am personally from a community with very little people or representation um, of the lgbtq plus community and so i've had so many people look at me and be like wow i didn't know that 
someone that's gay could be this normal and a like what does that mean and b how why did it take me having to do it like how how have these people not experienced that already um and I think that was very eye-opening for me to be like oh my gosh sometimes they're not seeing anything and so now me I'm having to like be on my best behavior because I've become the representation because they're not seeing it elsewhere. Something else I want to add too is I would say that it's like super the media that we consume is like the idea that straight people have of like what a queer person is like. Those are really great points. Thank you guys for that. Um, Kind of moving away from the stereotype lens um, when looking at the LGBTQ plus community as a whole and its representation in pop culture and media, what comes to mind? I mean, I would like to say that it's queer Uh, representation and our perception of the queer community in pop culture and in media is definitely definitely on the the rise in comparison to where it has been like the past 20 years, but it's still not exactly hit the mark on um, becoming a normality, which is still a struggle that... um, you know, this community is having to face. I like to believe that there is progress and, you know, more so often than not, we do see characters in movies or queer pop stars that are singing about queer relationships. And that's something that, you know, I didn't see when I was younger. And so I think that when it comes to the queer community and pop culture and media, I would definitely say that I am hopeful. And that's the first thing that comes to my mind is a progressive future. And I hope to be a part of that and can help like people that are younger than me because like I don't know about Marky but I didn't have that um so yeah I definitely think that just like hopefulness and that kind of the road that it's on can continue I definitely feel like I'm just super optimistic also too I mean I think I don't really know if pop culture is like where I see just like a lot of progress I feel like it's more of the indie and just like smaller productions and more niche I guess audiences that have like more authentic stories that's not to say that there aren't authentic and um like real characters um, being portrayed in me like pop culture I just think that it's easier to find in like independent films thank you both for answering that question um the next one's moving more towards accurate portrayals of the LGBTQ plus community so the question is what are some shows or movies that you feel provide fair accurate representation of the lgbtq plus community and why do you feel this is the case and what sets them apart from the rest for me i like like the first thing that comes to mind is movie film oh the movie moonlight (laughs) i don't know if you guys seen it but it's a really just like authentic story i think and it really just like shows the struggle of what it's like especially from like a very just like intersectional point of view of like being a person of color and being queer and also just like living in a a tougher neighborhood and like what that's like growing up and being in all of those different um, environments and just like struggling with those different identities and I feel like I mean this is bad I don't know but I think it won Oscars people people see that and they see how real it is compared to like Love Victor or not Love Victor but maybe Love Simon was like yeah (laughs) like just not what everyone goes through yeah I was I was you know going off of that point for me any show in which queer actors play queer characters is very important and I think that's because there is often authenticity behind it um any program to me that has authenticity within queer culture means that they are working towards actual representation so I think of characters like um Hunter Schaefer and Euphoria 
um, as well as like Eric F. Young in Sex Education. If you haven't seen those shows, um, they play characters that are very similar to who they are outside of the show. Um, specifically, these characters have struggles, but being a part of the queer community is not their struggle. Um, and so I think that's really important. And I think that authenticity within queer actors playing queer characters is a much better representation and provides fair representation um, for the queer community. And I think that's something that a lot of TV shows and music videos and things of that nature haven't quite understood yet. And I think the day that we start recognizing the best queer conversations come from queer beings, we'll um, be able to see like a more a more fair representation than we have in the past couple of decades for sure. Yeah, I feel like there's also just like so much nuance in being a queer person. And so like Taylor was saying earlier, having actual queer people and LGBTQ plus people, like a part of these shows, like the writers, the actors, all of the creative people, like producing it is super important because they help bring that to life. And you like get to see, you just get to see it from a different angle than something, than how a straight person would portray or perceive uh, the script or whatever it might be. Okay, going off of that, um, and the conversation that, you know, we've been having, really the creators that have the platform to make such a difference in pop culture have to put their money where their mouth is. They have to invite people within the community to be part of the creation and then also get to represent that in the formality of whatever the creation is. Um, so it's not really fair. I mean, we don't even have queer actors playing the majority of the queer roles so not only are they not even playing these roles but they're certainly not having a say in like the creation um of representation that the queer community gets um I think I mean if I think of any show that has a queer character there is another queer character that is not played by a queer actor um and there's a lot of examples of this like Dan Levy plays David Rose on Schitt's Creek, and he is um, actually a member of the queer community. But then his fiance, um, Noah Reed, who plays Patrick Brewer, is not a part of the community. The same goes for um, Laverne Cox in Orange is the New Black, and then Laura Preplin in Orange is the New Black. Like every single one of these shows has one queer character or one queer actor maybe two but then with that comes another actor that's playing a love interest or a friend that it kind of feels like one step forward one step immediately back like back um I mean the same with like I was saying with Hunter Schaefer like Zendaya plays her love interest and Zendaya has never said that she was part of the community despite how much I love her that's just now become normal in in pop culture and film and so I think that in order to actually have better inclusivity, you have to create a, a seat at the table for people that actually have that experience. And I think that's what is missing from pop culture in general. Yeah. I also feel like it starts more so even with like the writers because uh, they are the ones who are coming up with these stories. And I mean, so far, like even just like what we've been talking about, it's like we're talking a lot about like struggles and stuff. And there's just like, I mean, obviously that is like a huge part of being a part of the queer community, but there's also just like a ton of beautiful things and like beautiful moments about being a queer person and I don't I don't know how like often 
you get to see that on film or in TV shows. And so having someone who is a part of the community to like be able to speak about those and like speak about it from their point of view um, is something that's really cool. Yeah, and also too, like the creators definitely just need to be more open and the actors and the people who are bringing these characters to life have a lot more knowledge than the writers do sometimes and so being open to that and being able to just uh, sort of take your hands off of your baby is really important yeah I think a good example of this like I know I keep talking about Hunter Schaefer and Euphoria and I know that I mentioned um you know her character as like a very good representation of life outside of just being queer um, and the way that depiction really can be accurate. And um, I don't mean to give Sam Levinson, who's the director of Euphoria, too much credit, but he allowed Hunter Schaefer to come into the episode that was um, around Jules, which is her character, and write the script for it or write certain parts of it. And I think that's why it's such a beautiful depiction because it is what Hunter Schaefer as a trans woman has been through. And um, I think that's just like a perfect example of what we've been saying in terms of the best representation that we have seen has come from people that have experienced that in their first in their life firsthand. That's what's gonna be a requirement. That's what should be a requirement for um, creators in the pop culture is recognizing that um, maybe there are people that know more about this than people that haven't experienced that. And um, hopefully we'll see that more in, you know, media. I don't think that straight people or people outside of the community shouldn't be making these stories. I think that they just, like, we're able to relate to each other and, like, recognize our humanity through film and through these through media and I think it just there needs to be more collaboration no I definitely agree I cannot tell you how many times I've watched like a movie or a film or a show like next to my parents and the way that like the community um the queer community is perceived makes such like an awkward conversation within my family because I don't know how to be like oh no that's not true like because that's all they know you know like that's all for the most part unless you you know have a lot of people within the queer community around you really the only representation or understanding that people have of the community is from what they see and sometimes as a queer person it can be difficult to then look at your friends and be like I know you saw this on television or in a music video but like, that's not actually true, um, which is why I think, like you said, collaboration is really the best way to do so, because the privilege that people um, that may be straight have to make such an influence on um, society as a whole is super important. And so as long as they're giving queer people a platform to help them do that, I think that's really like the recipe for perfection or as close as we can get what are some of the, I guess, successes that you've seen in recent years? Um, I know we've talked a little bit about television shows, but also you've seen any like posts or uh, TikToks, anything. It could be very uh, simplistic, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah, I think when it comes to milestones within the LGBTQ plus community in pop culture, it was hard for me to pinpoint um, like huge moments And because of that, I think that means that it is a huge moment. And by that, I mean, like, there has been more of an acceptance and less, like, surprise when these milestones happen or when there's more representation or when there's more 
um, queer friends or queer family members that are coming out. I think because it has been more difficult to spot this history, that feels like a milestone in its own. When I was thinking about milestones within um, this community, you know, like way back when you could pretty much name every single thing that had to do with the queer community um, because there were so little of them. And I think not being able to even pinpoint ginormous milestones means that we're on our way to just accepting queer community and queer life and queer culture as just like the norm, like the norm in society. And um, to me, that's a milestone. I can't speak for everybody else, but once again, not being able to be like, oh, well, this talk show host came out as gay or this celebrity did this or this, that, and the other. And while we still talk about those things, there's so many of them that none of them are huge milestones. Instead, they're all like little, little stepping stones in the right direction. And I literally have chills right now because that is like so true. Like we are living through history right um, now. Moving on to the next question, um, from your personal experiences, do you mind sharing how pop culture has influenced your own perceptions of the LGBTQ plus community and how have those perceptions evolved? I personally am a huge pop culture buff. I always have been, even when I was younger. Um, and so within my own personal experience, pop culture influenced my own perceptions on the LGBTQ plus community by showing me my first forms or my, my first, yeah, by showing me my first form of representation. Um, I remember I used to watch Pretty Little Liars with my mom all of the time. And it was the first show that I can remember that had a character that I related to. Um, specifically, I'm talking about Shay Mitchell playing Emily. And um, like, I remember watching it next to my family members who had no clue that I would, that I was queer. And so I think that it's just an example of how important representation is. And I think the older I get, like I'm getting to watch celebrities and people within pop culture that I used to look at as a kid and watch their journey of acceptance. And um, that eventually like gave me hope to do it. Cause I was like, well, my favorite celebrity is like an, uh, an ally of this community or a part of this community. And because of that, like, like I felt like I wasn't alone in, in the world. Um, whereas when I was younger, I had one queer character to look at maybe two, if you count Naya Rivera, Santana on Glee. And so uh, I think that from a young age, I thought I was alone because I wasn't seeing anybody else like me. And then the more that I got into pop culture and the more that um, queer representation evolved, I was able to see that with myself. And it became easier for me to accept being queer. Okay, so the last question is, do you think gender roles play into how pop culture portrays the LGBTQ plus community? And if so, how? <laughs> gender roles definitely play a large part in how pop culture portrays the queer community. Um, and I, this may be a personal opinion, but I think I, until gender roles are tackled at a higher level, it's almost hard to get rid of queer stereotypes. Um, even within like the communities that we exist in. I like... relate to that. Yeah, oh. there's just like within the queer community, I mean, there is just like internalized homophobia, transphobia, whatever, what have you. And it's because of exactly what you just asked. Like, especially there's like this really toxic masculinity and like guys are like mask for mask. And, like, would never date or, like, be with a guy who is, like, seen as more feminine. And because that's, like, seen as a negative thing, because 
of like toxic masculinity and uh yeah just like sexism and also too like yeah it just it doesn't do us good and it just like creates a lot of like hurt within the community these were all amazing points as we wrap up thank you both for joining us today taylor and marky to shed some light on pop culture's influence on the lgbtq plus community this episode of the Can You Hear Us Now podcast was produced as part of the class project for Mijo 441 Diversity and Communication at the Husband School of Journalism and Media at UNC Chapel Hill. This episode was produced by Samara Rahman, Rachel Ruth, and Mary Bowen Berenger and recorded on March 23, 2022. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Can You Hear Us Now podcast. We hope we were able to expand your mind and shed some light on this week's topic regarding the LGBTQ plus community and pop culture films. As always, we encourage you all to take a closer look at the media you consume and don't be afraid to advocate for those who might not have a voice. Make sure to tune in next time when we discuss representation of Black women in media. You can also head over to our website, CanYouHearUsNowPodcast.com, or visit us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to check out more information and resources relating to our episodes. Be sure to leave a like on this episode and subscribe to our program on podcasting platforms including Audible, Spotify, Simplecast, iHeartRadio, and many more. See you next time.